Welcome to tonight's episode of the Remso Martinez Experience. Before we get started, I want to go ahead and give a shout out to some of this episode's sponsors. From self-publishing to podcasting and passive income development, I offer ongoing self-development courses at Champion Pundit Academy, as well as one-on-one private consultations to take you from zero to hero in no time. Learn more at championpunditacademy.com. That's championpunditacademy.com. You want to know what you need more of in your life? Politics. Yeah, nobody ever said that. But if you've got to go ahead and spend money on one nonfiction book, it's got to be the ultimate clash of wisdom, awesomeness, and then obviously the politics. But why not a little bit of comedy? Why not a little bit of a memoir? Why not something that's going to make you say, hey, I actually enjoyed reading this. I laughed. I learned something in the process. Check out my book. It's an Amazon bestseller. You may have heard of it. It's Stay Away from the Libertarians. It talks about all the things you think you might know about libertarians, plus a lot of things that I bet dollars to donuts you don't know about. You can get it on Amazon and Barnes & Noble online. So go on right now. You can get it in print or ebook or Kindle or whatever you call it. Just go out and get it on Amazon or Barnes & Noble online today. It's Stay Away from the Libertarians by Remso W. Martinez. Happens to be me. All right, so it seems like I've got a little bit of explaining to do, but before I do that, go ahead and do me a quick favor. I follow people indiscriminately on Twitter, which might lead to my downfall one day, but what the hell, might as well keep it going. If it ain't broken right, go ahead and follow me on Twitter at Remso101, that's R-E-M-S-O. No, and that's not even my Twitter handle. Shit, you know, I've gone through like three Twitter handle changes in the last couple years. My Twitter handle is Remso4VA, R-E-M-S-O-F-O-R-V-A. Follow me back and I'll follow you. And if if you're wondering, Remso, you sound a little bit uh, under the weather, a little bit tired. I'm actually recording this podcast at 12.30 a.m. Uh, why? It's because I'm a rather busy person, and I took a, about a month off from the show, did it unannounced, and uh, came back a couple of days ago with uh, my special guest and friend, uh, Kimberly Coulter. She's at the ladies' room. You can go ahead and follow her on Twitter at Coulter Culture. That was a great episode. Now, you know, I just needed a break. I just need some time to... Um, you know, kind of jumpstart a new business I was starting, which has already been off to um, a great success. And let, let, let me tell you, I've started probably, uh, I think, two other businesses within, no, three. I started three businesses after, well, kind of during and after college. And uh, two of them lasted maybe about six months. The other one lasted actually about two years. Um the third one was a political consulting business that I operated and uh, that, you know, while I was making some pretty good money during some parts of the year, the rest of the year was kind of a struggle. And around the 2018 midterms, I was just like, you know, this, I, I can't keep this going anymore. It just was not good for my soul. So recently I started a, uh, 
a new copywriting gig and, uh, you know, don't want to bore you about the details about that. But for the first time in a while, I'm still looking for full-time work, but I have a really good side income, which I am, I'm just incredibly happy about. And let, let, me, let me tell you, if you've been listening to the show for a while, if you've been reading my work on Medium or on my blog, you kind of understand that the last couple of years, I've, I've jumped around a lot of jobs. I've been trying to find good quality work. I've been dealing with a lot of personal things that have kind of, you know, restricted certain opportunities, made some things hard. It's competitive. And where I'm currently living, outside of Washington, D.C., Northern Virginia, um, you know, there are a lot of very talented, educated people here. So what you end up having to do is you end up having to be better than perfect. You have to be better than the next 20 people ahead of you. And, you know, it doesn't hurt to be younger and better looking, too. And I've been told I have a face for radio, so that's not getting any better. And for the first time in my life, I had two things happen in the last couple months. A teenager called me Mr. Martinez, Mr. Martinez, and an interviewer suggested that I was a bit too old for a position. I'm 24 going on 25 this year, and uh, for the first time in my life, I've been told that I'm old. Wow. That shocks me, because I used to be the young guy. And, I mean, it's definitely been, uh, I mean, 2018 was definitely, I call it my blue-collar year. I worked in, uh, in, in retail. I got a job at GameStop, working minimum wage during the holidays. So it took on a lot of hours. I, you know, I, I joke about my time at GameStop. I say I never worked so hard to earn so little. Um, oh, I was also an intern where I actually got paid more than I got paid at GameStop for a little bit. I was an intern, again, for the millionth time in my life. And, uh, oh, at the very beginning of 2018, I was also a mall cop. So I actually do think that right now, uh, starting off 2019, there are a few bumps back in January, but starting this new business as a copywriter and uh, writing and marketing consultant, it's actually, uh, for the first time, I'm actually having fun doing it. Um, I'm making some great clients and connections. And, you know, you know, it's really funny when, you know, one minute you're writing a news article for a website, next thing you know, you have to write a press release for a um, Malaysian cosmetic surgery center, and then you're helping write a promotional piece about blockchain technology being integrated into law firms for an Australian lawyer. So it's been a very interesting, and I'm enjoying it, but I'm only doing this until I can find something better because I'd like to be able to, I don't know, have a steady paycheck. You know, I love being an entrepreneur, but I also like having a little bit of stability. And, you know, if I can do both, might as well do both. Um, you probably read the title for this episode, and you're probably wondering where I'm going with this. You know, what you've seen, if you know me just a little bit, is that, you know, I'm, I'm always working. I've never not been working. And when I'm not actively working for a boss, I'm starting a business, or I'm doing a new project, or I'm setting up passive income. Uh, you know, I've, I've been broke. And, you know, just a bit of a confession, you know, I wasn't always very good with money. I jumped on the, the crypto bandwagon towards the end of 2017, and I made some bad decisions. Apart from that, when I was starting my first couple businesses, I also made some very poor decisions, some very poor, you know, be beginners type of mistakes that you would make, but I didn't necessarily have the capital 
uh, to invest in certain things that I should have done in order to better, you know, set myself up for success. The last year specifically, I have written and done a lot of stuff about the idea of universal basic income. For those of you that are coming in fresh, it's basically this. The government gives you a check for, you know, let's just say $1,000. I think $1,000 a month would be the best baseline for it. And other than that, that's about it. Get rid of the income tax, go towards a consumption-based value-added tax, eliminate the entire welfare state as is, and just make sure that, you know, if the government's good at one thing, it's good at sending out the checks. So you do that, and when you're unemployed, you don't have to necessarily worry about how you're going to put gas in your car or how you're going to pay your rent or put food on the table. You get a little bit of that peace of mind. When you're working that minimum wage job, you know that if you have to miss a day of work or something, it won't kill you. That, and if you're good of your money, if you're good of your job, you're getting a little bit of the tax money that you put back into the system and you could put it towards your savings. You could put it towards money markets. You could put it towards stock. I think that in the world we're living in where we're about to, you know, we're in in the middle of it. Let's face it right now. We are in the middle of the fourth industrial revolution. Artificial intelligence and automation are going to displace millions of people. And, you know, I went from being a cold-hearted, you know, pure Austrian economist saying, oh, all this is theft and everything, um, you know, very early on in my political career. And over the last year and a half especially, I, I had... You know, I had different experiences, so I think that my thought process on a lot of things has changed. My mentality towards taxation and wealth redistribution haven't, but it's more about you know understanding the times we're in and uh, finding a way to both support liberty, limited government, while also not stealing from people. But when it comes to universal basic income, I I wrote a piece at uh, RedSea.com called "The Republican Case for Universal Basic Income." I've spoken about libertarian cases for universal basic income. I've written positive pieces about it. I've written critical pieces about it. And this is a very important topic, and I'm hoping that maybe we'll have this conversation further. But I really want to go ahead and put the spotlight on someone that people have said I've had a bit of a love-hate relationship on Facebook and Twitter. It's Democratic presidential candidate Andrew Yang. Back in January, I wrote a very positive piece about him for Ant Magazine, and uh, several weeks ago, I wrote a critical piece about him for freethepeople.org, and uh, he's coming to a rally in Washington, D.C. on Monday the 15th that I will be attending, and I'll be writing a story, not necessarily about him, but about the people that support him, because I, I do genuinely believe he's the most interesting candidate in this race because of the ideas and the you know, the challenges that he's putting forward. And everyone is having to really set themselves to his standard at this point. Everyone's talking about universal basic income. Now, here's my biggest problem with Andrew Yang. At the end of the day, he does have some pretty good libertarian stances. He's not a bleeding heart socialist by any way, shape or form. But he he doesn't, I don't think he gets that what he would do is he would be adding his universal basic income plan, which would be $1,000 a month indiscriminately, 18 to 65. I think it's 18 to death, actually, to uh, all Americans without any, you know, without any barriers to that. And it's an opt-in system. So you wouldn't get Social Security. You wouldn't get housing. You, you opt into it and you forego everything else. 
But on top of that, he wants to ban AR-15s. He wants to, you know, he wants to do a whole buyback Eric Swalwell bullshit. On top of that, he wants Medicaid for all, which would just go ahead and bankrupt us. So he has this really good idea, but the same, and, and you know, he wants to abolish the income tax and go towards a VAT. I'm okay with half the European rate. I think five percent. I'm okay with that. But you know, you have this really good idea. It's just drowning in the steep pile of crap we have. And uh, you know, we did an episode back in February, beginning of March, with my friend Logan Albright, where we basically went back and forth about UBI. Here, here's the thing where um, I'm coming at with this. I, I think I may have set my expectations for it a bit too high. I think I may have, when speaking to some of you online, uh, and I remember my Twitter handle, it's Remso4VA. One more time before I forget it, R-E-M-S-O-F-O-R-V-A. That's my Twitter handle, Remso4VA. Let's continue this conversation after you listen to this. But basically, um, you know, I think I think I may have set my standards too high for this, and I think I may have not communicated enough. A- am I saying that – and I, I, I feel like I have to just kind of make this clear. I am not – if it came down to Trump versus Yang, I would vote Trump. I would almost, I, I would vote, I would basically vote anybody but Yang because at the end of the day, all his stuff would do was just inflate the government even more. So when you look at that, he's basically bribing people with a thousand bucks a month to grow the government. That's it. Um, you know, Gary Johnson brought this up in 2016. He actually did fleetingly bring it up in 2016 after he secured the LP nomination. But, you know, no one cared about his UBI platform because what he wanted to do is he wanted to abolish the IRS, abolish the Department of Education. You know, yeah, you're getting all this money, but you're abolishing and reducing and limiting and shrinking a whole bunch of stuff that people like. So what are you going to do? You know, you compare it to Gary Johnson, and no one cared then. You compare it to this guy who's a, who was, you know, basically an outsider six months ago. People didn't really start caring about him until around after Christmas, beginning of 2019. But, you know, he's been able to get farther than, you know, Johnson was as a former presidential candidate in the Republican primaries and former 2012 Libertarian presidential candidate. He's been able to get through this because he's smart and he's a good communicator. And you can go ahead and watch uh, the Daily Wire Sunday special, Ben Shapiro. Him and Shapiro got along. And, you know, I I love me some Ben Shapiro, but I think Ben Shapiro kind of conceded certain points to him that I don't think he really paid attention to. I think he... I think he was enamored with the fact that he had a guest that he didn't expect to come on his show, and it was somebody who is a very likable, you know, he's a charming guy. So when when it comes to the Yang gang, I mean, that that's what it really comes down to. You're basically, if you're a libertarian or a populist or a Republican or what have you, if you, if you would not typically describe yourself as a your regular run-of-the-mill Democrat voter, it, it comes down to this. You're getting bribed to increase government. Now, he doesn't make it sound that way. Then you have people like Bernie Sanders and uh, Mayor Pete Buttigieg who have all said, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll give you more. We'll, we'll go ahead and do basic income. This UBI stance that Yang is proposing is really, if you, if you think about it, in principle, like at the end of the day, it's no different than Cory Booker, Kamala Harris – 
Um, oh, crap, there's so fr- freaking so many of them. Uh, Pocahontas, I forgot her actual name. We'll just call her Pocahontas. Like, it, it's no different than any of those people saying, let's just do reparations for descendants of blacks. Okay. Like, maybe a hundred years ago, I would have agreed with you when you're only, like, a generation separated. I'd even argue maybe two generations separated. But this is 2019. You think you're actually going to pull that off? Now, if you're listening to this, you're probably smarter than uh, your average bear. Because, well, you're listening to me. Probably hit that subscribe button at some point in life. And you, you know that this is, at the end of the day, this is political pandering. The difference is with Yang, it's political pandering, but it sounds really nice. Um, I recently worked with a customer in sustainable manufacturing, and we were talking about marketing solutions for things. I basically said, you know, what's the difference between uh, two guys selling tires? One guy says, this is a great tire, and the other guy says, uh, this is a great tire, but it has 100% less death crystals. Now, death crystals are fake. If you don't know that, you're not going to take the time to know that. You see two tires, they're both great, but one says 100% less death crystals. Believe it or not, you're going to find people that are going to buy the exact same tire, probably a little bit more than the other one. Not because of false advertising, because what is the guy saying? There are 100% less death crystals. Ask yourself it. Maybe he made it up, but either way, like people will go for that. They'll go for that clever marketing you know yang is appealing to a lot of people in areas where donald trump did very well unlike other republicans historically because as yang correctly points out there's a large correlation between areas of the country of news deserts news deserts are areas where you're not going to find a lot of locally sourced news where you're getting local opinion and where jobs have been automated away whether in fast food or retail or trucking a lot of people are really upset, and I totally get it. There were points over the past year where I was like, you know what, I wish I could go on unemployment. It turns out I was actually making too much money doing you know, minimum wage work to get unemployment in Virginia. I, wasn't, I probably wouldn't have done it, but it was a possibility because I was not doing well. Um, you know, I, I've been unemployed for a while, and you know, right now I have a good business where I'm actually doing very well right now at the beginning stages, but I still want a full-time job. Um, you know, I, I've told people that are in college, you know, don't, don't get a, don't get a degree in literature. Don't get a degree in history. Don't get, don't do what I didn't get a degree in politics. It's a degree in good intentions. Go learn a trade. One thing I had to do was I had to go ahead. And when I was security guard, I had to become a licensed, uh, unarmed security guard. I had to get licensed with the state. That's, that's an occupational licensure, but I have it. For a while, I've been uh, taking my cl- online classes. I've been saving to get a real estate license. I got to do it. These are things I didn't have to go to college for, but they were barriers to the market that I needed to, you know, get past. But I didn't need my college degree for it. And to be honest, I really didn't need college because I can't tell you I necessarily learned much more going through there than I had in anything else I did. I started the Remser Republic podcast, the predecessor of this one, if you're new, and I tried to make money off of that because I didn't want to go work at Dairy Queen like my friends. I didn't want to go work right after class at Dick's Sporting Goods or Chick-fil-A. Like, I, I just didn't want to do it. 
but you, you meet these people where it's like a lot a lot of Americans are unprepared. A lot of Americans, as we saw during the shutdown, federal employees, people telling us how to run their lives and everything else, they didn't have $400 in savings. They didn't have $200 in emergency savings. These are people running our country and they don't know how a savings account is? A low interest savings account at minimum? What the hell? So you hear about the 15 million jobs that are going to be gone with automation. You hear about people talking about abolishing things. And if, if I was a leftist, I'd probably be upset too, especially if it's my job in the risk. If there's a shutdown, I'm not getting paid. I'm worried about that. So yeah, when it comes to the one good thing the government's good at, it's growing, but you know, off to the peripherals of it, it's sending out the check on time. Because God knows if Granny doesn't get her Social Security check, she's calling her congressman, and her congressman's going to yell at somebody. So I think we need to understand why people are getting seduced by this so that when we're saying, oh, no, it's a bad idea, it doesn't come off as a personal affront to them. It doesn't come off as a personal attack. It's because of that. And, you know, it's something that I wouldn't necessarily have understood as much until I went through those periods of my life where I was unemployed, where I was working. You know, being a security guard, like, it, it was hard work sometimes. But it just didn't make me feel like as someone that had achieved a lot and as someone that worked very hard, yeah, I was happy to work. But it was not what I was at the level of doing. I was overqualified for that job. And I have been told when I applied for you know part-time, even weekend security jobs, just for a little extra money, hey, you know, this is kind of strange because you're, you're overqualified a lot for this. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm willing to do the work. And then they're like, yeah, but we know you're probably going to quit when you find something else or you want to want to advance really fast. We need someone that we can tell is going to be here for a while. And I get it, but it still bothers me. We have a whole generation of overqualified people who are going to grad school that are attending bars and driving Uber. It's, it's hard. And we need to understand that. So am I on the Yang gang? No. But we can get some good discussions out of this. We can discuss good policy. And I think overall it's, an, it's, it's a positive gain for good conversations I just think that people need to look more beyond the memes and everything else and I will say he's probably the meme king of uh, this election cycle so far and uh, I'm looking forward to where things go so what do you think go ahead and go to anchor.fm if you want to leave the show a voicemail just go to the Remso Martinez experience leave a voice message and we'll play it on the show next time uh, I'll go ahead and uh, I'll, I'll upload another podcast. I know we've been a regular with this, but you guys are awesome as always. And, you know, I'm constantly working on blogs and everything else. So you can always find me on Twitter. Find me on Facebook, Minds.com, Gab. You can find me on Minds and Gab at the old handle, Remsa Republic. And uh, I'm on Vero, too. Vero's cool. Well, you know, I'm on all these places. But as always, you can go ahead and check me out at rwmartinez.com. So that's about it, folks. I'll, uh, I'll talk to you later. Later.